0: Live, the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole Board Game and Balloon and Art with Ballsax Video Series, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Action Figures. Act now and get a free bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets.
1: That's right, dress your douchebag up and send them off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon and get a free at-home piercing kit. That's right, free home taint piercing kit, new from Chisbro. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper, it's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hey, your chair. Produce
0: a sound similar to a fart, but only once. Such that you cannot reproduce it and prove that it was just the
1: chair. Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back.
0: Hi, everybody. Two douchebags.
1: And a microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Topher.
0: Uh, Welcome. Welcome to today's podcast.
1: We've returned to the city market, our standard stomping grounds.
0: Yes uh the last podcast i think you'll hear before this will be the one of me on the boat
1: yeah that was fun
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it was fun and next time we do it we'll know a little bit more about the delay
1: (laughs) Yeah. and and
0: i was wanting to go longer but it's like man it's like it was too much (laughs) trouble trying to uh, trying to keep up with the delay we're stepping all over each other yeah yeah anyhow It works somehow, so...
1: Saturday Saturday Night Live did a a good spoof of that when uh, satellite communications was just starting to really get popular on the evening news. Uh And they'd have that, like, one to two second delay and the newscasters were constantly stepping all over each other. And SNL did a good skit where they were, you know, stepping on each other in hilarious ways.
0: I, I, you know... I, I don't remember that specific one or seen it or whatever, but mm, I remember yeah. when they used to do that all the time. It was funny.
1: Yeah. Remember uh, the local radio station, 810, when they started doing remotes and they'd they just gotten a new piece of equipment that would do the remote broadcast? Oh, yeah. But it would they glitch. They switched
0: over from 1510. Yeah.
1: But it kept glitching, and the person would say a word, and then the machine would just like do a runaway repeat echo over like the last syllable of the word they said. And they had to stop and reboot the whole system. Oh, yeah. So they were pressing to use the technology. It didn't work right yet. Yeah. But by God, they were going to use it anyway. But every time I, I'd turn to A10 and they'd be doing a remote, I'd, I'd tune away. Because I too. couldn't stand to hear that thing glitch and reboot. Ah. Like and take it down, guys. I, I remember when, right.
0: when they were still fifteen ten. Yeah. And uh, Anyhow, they let's see. I forgot. They just got rid of uh, Siren and Pete, I think, and they're trying to get some new guys, trying to establish them. And I think it wasn't. They didn't pay them. It was like a you you buy your own commercials and yeah, and, I think and, so that type of thing. Yeah. And they're getting ready to interview George Brett. And the whole thing crashed. <laughs> and it was off the air for like three weeks. Uh, or local. They could do national, but they couldn't do local oh, because awesome. their board just exploded. <laughs> Somebody hooked it up wrong. Yeah, say so, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and they need a whole new board and they couldn't afford one, so it's a whole fiasco. Yeah. So anyhow. <laughs> But yeah, um, that was uh, back when I, I remember I got a few sports programs on the internet. Yeah. You can go there, and I think Keatsman, when he first started, didn't he go to the internet after they had to shut down on fifteen ten?
1: I think so. Yeah. And then
0: for a long time he was just taking the fine, or whatever yeah. it was, or the or the
1: slap on the hand. He was going uh-huh. over
0: sun sundown. He just kept going. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It was just yeah. like, yeah, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> got to make <laughs> our
1: money. Yeah, yeah. well,
0: we have advertisers that we got to make happy, so you know.
1: <laughs>
0: but look what it led to. I mean, the, the
1: station to this day is very successful. It is. It really so, is. Anyhow. They're making money again now that they're not carrying uh, sports broadcasts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Royals or the Chiefs or. Yeah. The Royals
0: about did him in. They did. Because they had that 97.3, remember? And they're bragging, uh-huh. hey, we're going to be on FMNAM. And, and the Royals suck so bad, nobody cares. Yeah. I like, yeah,
1: like, maybe you <laughs> ought to think about doing music uh, again instead of yeah. this royal stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Then maybe during the Herc Robinson era.
1: Yeah, that was a really, really good example of bad timing.
0: Yeah, horrible timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're smart because they have KU basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was K-State. I think that was when Keatsman was there because he went to K-State, right? Uh, Uh, Yeah. And he was part owner. So, like, now it seems like uh, now they do Kansas basketball, which you can't go wrong around this part of the
1: country. No, no. So... (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, you had uh, some stuff you wanted to go into, so yeah,
1: yeah. We've uh, we've been having a running battle with the uh, the kale advocacy group, or CAG as we call them. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I have found definite proof that kale is not a naturally occurring organism. Well, it's, they tried
0: to put kale in a Mexican pancake. I found out. Yeah. And, and it yeah. tried to ruin it. And, mm-hmm. ugh, Taking yeah. a good idea and just it screwing just it up with it kale. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Do it over. Or a, a, green, a sour green apple smoothie. They tried to put kale in that, too, mm-hmm. and ruin that.
1: It's fine the way Just it is. Just, yes. It doesn't need the extra kale. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the uncovered direct and uncontrovertible proof that God did not make kale. It is a complete man-made creation.
0: I would venture to say that God is probably mad at kale.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's probably what you get in hell is kale. Yeah. Yeah. You have to wipe your ass with kale. Eat
0: kale, smell it. It gets stuffed up your nose. Oh.
1: Anyway. So, you're familiar with mustard. We all know about mustard. It comes from a plant. There's a mustard plant. Well, there's.
0: Burgers, hot dogs. Yeah. Very good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, The originator is the wild mustard plant. It was cultivated by people into what we call the domesticated or crop mustard plant Uh but they grew other things out of the wild mustard plant too and just by selective breeding they were able to turn this wild mustard into six other plants one of them being kale okay (laughs) (laughs) so yeah kale didn't exist until humans started screwing around with the plant's genetics and came up with kale I completely believe that yes so so you get the wild mustard, and uh, you have, like, uh, leaf buds and stems and flowers and you know, all the typical parts. But the, uh, the cultivators, if they would take the wild mustard and they would select ones with terminal buds, which is a, a bud on the end of the stalk or the stem or whatever, and the selectively breeding those over and over with themselves, they developed cabbage. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Cabbage is is wild mustard.
0: I would have never guessed that. No. By the taste, the texture. There is nothing to me that would indicate that it came from mustard.
1: So the leaf, the cabbage head is a giant leaf bud with tightly packed leaves. And it was bred selectively to produce these giant overpacked leaf buds, in which we eat as the head of cabbage.
0: I'll be damned.
1: (laughs) But they were done. They decided, let's screw with it some more. Let's let's take these ones with lateral buds. So let the buds come out in a line. And they bred those with others like it. And came up with Brussels sprouts. Wow. So Brussels sprouts really are little tiny heads of cabbage on a stalk. But it's still wild mustard. It's just a slightly different variety of wild mustard. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and another one that I would not even...
1: I, oh. I, Brussels sprouts are a little disgusting fart bombs. Yeah, they are. Yes. Oh, they're
0: horrible. They don't taste that good, and all they do is make give you gas.
1: You know who was a really big advocate of Brussels sprouts was the frugal gourmet, Jeff Smith. He was a pedophile. <laughs> well, there you go. So there you go.
0: They reminded him of tiny balls. Pedophiles
1: like Brussels sprouts... So yeah, well, I don't, need, see, I don't he, need Brussels sprouts. He
0: likes tiny balls.
1: Oh, that's, that's, right. that's yes. right. That's right. Yeah. That's the t- okay. Yeah,
0: f- he's like anything you can put tiny balls in is good.
1: See, that's why we make a good team. You, you just fill in that missing piece. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, right. I'd
0: go a step further. He would put kale on it to uh, to simulate uh, very light pubic hair,
1: <laughs> not fully developed. And, you know, nine out of ten people have said they would rather eat pubic hair than kale. Yes, it really and comes that's the other part it. of it, yeah. true. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone's pubic hair. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. care.
0: Uh, that crazy bitch that you hear every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Hers, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, never, by the way, she's oh, having oh, a good oh, argument oh. with herself again. Did you hear her earlier?
1: No, I haven't heard her yet.
0: Yeah, she's right around the corner. She's mm. in front of Carlo's.
1: Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. She's in there having a pretty good argument with herself on that table.
1: Yeah. So well, I'm sure we'll sure sure she'll come by and give us a little performance. She, oh, usually, she usually does. does. Yep. <laughs> All right. So let's take the wild mustard plant and start breeding it selectively for extra stem. Yes. <laughs> so successfully do that, and we get the plant called kohlrabi, which you've probably seen in Asian menus. Yep. And uh, some of the more, you know, earthy salads, et cetera.
0: And I, believe, I can't remember what sauce is. I, I'll look at it up later. Yeah. But anyhow, go ahead.
1: So now uh, you take, uh, so you're, you're on to the stems now. So let's breed, uh, let's take these wild mustard plants and selectively breed them for longer stems and lots of flowers. Yeah. And you get broccoli. Uh-huh. Same wow. plant. Still the same plant. Instead of eating the leaves, like cabbage, now we're eating the flower. The broccoli floret is really a bunch of little tiny, unopened flowers.
0: That is so weird. Yeah. Because it's not even presented like that, like on the package. It looks Uh like its own... Yeah. Interesting.
1: So they decided, oh, yeah, broccoli's cool. Now let's try to breed one with dense, tightly packed clusters of flowers. So they took the wild diet and wild mustard and bred selectively for that and they got cauliflower. Wow. Same plant. Again, huh. same plant. That is this is some stuff that I yeah. had no idea. I mm-hmm. mean it,
0: I guess the information's been there forever.
1: Yep, and this can all be confirmed by looking at the plants genetics. Plants have DNA too. And they can compare the DNA as like, yep, exact same plant. Just different varieties of it. It's like a, a, a blue rose or a pink rose or a yellow rose. They're all roses. Broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi. They're all wild mustard. Oh,
0: <laughs>
1: now, now they were doing okay up until that one, but then one of them apparently got into satanic rituals, uh-huh. one of these plant breeders, and they just said, let's just develop this wild mustard plant for leaves and alone. Just, just the leaves. And that's when they came up with kale. Oh, my God. So it was, Hopefully they killed the guy. I uh, hope so. Yeah. If not, Satan took him. But
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. either way. You Satan probably killed him right after said, you've done your deed, your yes. horrible deed for the world. Yes. I need you down here in hell to punish the other people. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: So um, there you yeah. go. Kale is the result of humans selectively breeding wild mustard plants just for their leaves.
0: There you go. They've abused... They've abused wild mustard plants yep. to make your kale. So, How you feel now?
1: So God did not make kale. No. No.
0: No. I will Humans venture to say uh, God probably hates kale. Yeah. That's and
1: probably going to bring about the end of days. I would think so. Yeah. And
0: also, I would I would also say that probably every time you take a bite of kale or put it in your drink, and, you know, mush it up in a smoothie or whatever, mm. I'll bet you God writes that down.
1: You know that old saying, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings? Yes. Every time kale is eaten, another child in hell gets beaten.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: yes. We need to write that down. You
0: see, you, feel,
1: you <laughs> filled in the lines for me there. That,
0: yes. Matter of fact, they're just sitting there, and a bell rings down in hell, yep. which would indicate that someone ate some kale, and they're going to So go the a children. Cow, Yep. You know?
1: Yeah, so that's... That's what your kale is doing. Well, so, uh, yeah, good, good
0: luck feeling good about that <laughs> yeah. bullshit now. So, I guess it wasn't. I thought someone was playing a joke.
1: No, but apparently they just got, like, drunk or, or stoned or something and decided yeah. to have unnatural sex with a wild mustard plant. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. where we got kale.
0: Yes, yep. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, and and uh, real quick, I wanted to go into this real quick. And we we go back into the... Uh, kale if we want to but um we uh, next time around we're going to be at the filthy bean in nashville
1: oh yes yes love going back there
0: yeah yeah rick expresses he expressed to us yesterday was it mm-hmm. yeah 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 yesterday because i came back from vacation the day before yeah yeah Yeah,
1: it was yesterday yeah
0: yeah he expressed to us yesterday how he really wants us there and uh, we'll try to get some people on the air this time do it
1: like here we need to get our filthy bean fixed.
0: Yes, we do. Yep. Yep. So that is going to happen here in the near future. So. Uh,
1: so anyway, that was all, all I had about kale. I think we gave kale more than its moment in the sun. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: And frankly, I'm tired of saying kale. Me too. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, every time I say kale, I feel like, I don't know, like cancer creeping up. I know. You I have know, to wash so, my
1: mouth out with some coffee. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's like,
0: oh. Ugh. Yeah, every time I say it, I feel like I just destroyed the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, like, hurt babies. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: It's like yeah. when you play really bad music through your stereo, then you got to take your speakers to the car wash and wash them out. Yeah, Get yeah. that sludge from the bad music, you know. Yeah, yeah. you
0: know, what we need to do is we need some Listerine. Not scope, but Listerine. Hey,
1: yeah, Listerine. That's caustic stuff.
0: Yeah, it is. Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> they they still sell it, don't they?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Oh, that stuff is lethal. Mm.
1: Well, here's my public service announcement, speaking of caustic things. I had my air conditioner service the other day, and that's when I learned that dog pee corrodes aluminum. Because the outside of the, of the AC unit is all that, uh, all those coils with those aluminum <coughs> fins. <laughs> My dog goes and pees on that just about every day. And the guy took the cover off and showed me where the dog pee is eating away all that aluminum, and it's just flaking and falling off. And he said, this keeps going, you're going to have to replace this whole coil, and that's the spendy part.
0: Oh, and Sam's going over there and pissing on it. Yeah, I had
1: no idea that dog pee could dissolve aluminum. (laughs) What the hell is in dog pee? That's
0: what I (laughs) That doesn't hurt them?
1: Yeah. So apparently whatever they're peeing out is, you know, nasty, toxic, toxic, corrosive stuff. And I know it kills the grass, but...
0: It makes you wonder what a dog eats that causes that.
1: Yeah. Or some byproduct of their digestion or something. Anyway, public service announcement, don't let your dog pee on your air conditioner. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to put up a fence to keep him from peeing. <laughs>
0: I'm going to start selling air conditioner fences for people mm. that have dogs.
1: Yeah. That'll go well with my. Uh, I'm selling picks for air guitars.
0: Oh, man, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Oh, here you have 10 of them right here.
1: Yeah. And if you buy 25, I'll throw in the tuner. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm going to have to buy 25 of
1: them. Do yeah. you care if
0: I have this one right here? Sure, go ahead. Okay. All right, thanks. Man, this is a little thicker.
1: Yeah. Wow, yeah. nice. Might, yeah, the thicker ones might break the strings on your air guitar, but...
0: Yeah, you know what? You can deal with it. You can put yeah. them back on real easy. Yeah. That's the thing about air guitars. They tune and you can put on the strings real easily.
1: Yeah, yeah. In a matter of moments. Never need any kind of adjustment or maintenance. No. Yeah, no. they're awesome.
0: Oh, they're great. I prefer to play air guitar. They're so <laughs> yeah. light.
1: Now, air drums, you just look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, true. there's yeah. no way to play air drums and look cool. Mm. Oh, no, no. Can't. We all
0: know we used to do it in the back seat of the Monte Carlo yeah. that your friend had. I did it at the front seat like once and then, too.
1: trashed the guy's dashboard. <laughs> 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 I don't know what song it was, but I did this, did this drum fill on his dashboard and put a big old hole in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we all have that one guy growing up that's a drummer that used anything for a drumstick to make any type of a drum sound on anything he could. That was me.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that was me. Oh, it was always funny. You'd hear it. It's like, hey. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's here. Hi. Honey.
0: Oh, I used to work with a guy that could replicate any drum or cymbal or hi-hat sound. With his by, mouth? No, no, no. Just oh. finding stuff. Oh, crazy. Yeah, he's at a restaurant, and he took this, um, this onion ring rack, mm-hmm. and it sounded just like a hi-hat. He was like, and he's sitting there doing all this.
1: He wow. Did like a, That's cool.
0: Um, let's see. He used to do the intro to the Stone song.
1: Tonky Tonk Women? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He did it perfectly a one. With, with different kitchen utensils.
1: There's some good Led Zeppelin drum lakes that are pretty yeah, distinctive mm-hmm. and not that hard to play.
0: Yep. Oh, and uh, yesterday at the gym, I uh, listened to The Firm, I re listened to both uh, oh, yeah. albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's true. I think maybe the second one, even though it wasn't credited, mm-hmm. was partially was partially a drum machine. Yeah. Because what made that music so unique on the first Firm album was that odd, weird, almost John Bonham just enough beat. Uh huh. Yeah, that uh, Chris Slade provided it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Uh, it's not so much anymore. I don't know precisely how songs are recorded anymore, but in the '80s, what a lot of bands did was they'd write the song and then they'd work up a demo track with the drum machine mm-hmm. and then they'd get to the studio and they continue to work on it until at some point they say oh well, let's get the drummer in here do the drum part or they'd say eh good enough and they just keep the drum machine I think the
0: second one they did a lot of eh, yeah. good enough on it mm-hmm. and it, it just kind of lost a lot of its feel yeah. because the, uh, the uh, uh, Tony Franklin bass mm-hmm. he did that weird uh, finger doom on so yeah. much of it. Well, the beat would follow right after that. Instead of being along with it, the beat would come right after that. Yeah. And like radioactive is a very uh-huh. good song to show that on. It, it it illustrates it perfectly.
1: I think Tony Franklin also played a fretless bass, which is part of what gave it. That yes, it sound. was. Yeah,
0: the, um, he played mm-hmm. in a some English. He was an English guy, mm-hmm. and he played in some English uh, um, folk bands that everybody loved. Oh wow! And that's how he got big. Was a fretless bass.
1: When uh, I was in a band at the time, I can't even remember the name of it, but uh, the bass player was Brian Broski. You remember Fred Brosky, the weatherman? Yeah, yeah, Island sure for dollars. Did. This was his son, Brian Brosky. Bowling for Dollars. Yeah.
0: Yep, yep. And then he was a weatherman,
1: too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So his son, Brian, was the bass player, and Kid couldn't play. I mean, he just really was kind of clueless on bass, but he had kind of like his dad couldn't predict the weather. Yeah, <laughs> but he had the exact same bass that Tony Franklin had because dad could afford it. Ah. And uh, we played down at the Uptown Theater once in a battle of bands.
0: I remember those. And was uh, that KY or was it uh, KCI or was it uh, a in 104? No, I can't remember. 104 never who,
1: did. Mark Valentine was was uh, involved in the production of it. And surprisingly, one of the bands he managed, Secret Society, won. So <laughs> we figured it was all kind of fixed anyway. That might have been, might have anyway. been KY, but yeah. it,
0: anyhow, it, it doesn't matter. I, but, just my own stupid curiosity, that's all.
1: Well, we got up and we did our uh, you know, 15 minutes that list and uh, after we got off some of the other you know bands came up and they talked to us and they were complimenting some of the guys and what I heard over and over was man you're bass player that guy sucks I mean he's got a gorgeous bass but it's just wasted on him that guy can't play (laughs) So, That's funny. Yeah, which yeah. is probably part of the reason we didn't win. But <laughs> uh, I, I mean, yeah. Well,
0: it, it kind of reminds me of a recent memory of the Dead Daisies. Mm, yeah. The, uh, the creator and the financer of the Dead Daisies is because they probably don't make a dime. But he's a billionaire software owner. And he's um, living
1: his dream. You yeah, know? he's just
0: living his dream. He's it's like space camp. It's yeah.
1: rock camp. Yeah. But
0: at least he doesn't suck.
1: Yeah, that's he's the good. important part. Yeah. He's just
0: not upper echelon musician like what he hires. Yeah.
1: But, I mean if I had the money I'd hire great musicians to come jam with me, but I wouldn't release it to the public. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah.
0: Well this guy he's good enough, I forgot yeah. his name, but he's good enough. I mean he can play rhythm in a lot of different bands. Yeah. So I mean he's fine. But, uh, I mean, I think it's awesome because I get to go watch bands like that. You know? Yeah. A like, uh, year before last, me and Davey, my friend, went to go see the Dead Daisies in Nashville, and that was fantastic.
1: And you get to see some of the other musicians that you normally wouldn't see. Exactly. To get especially together.
0: Yeah, like so. Glenn Hughes and, uh, um, um, I think uh, I forgot. Uh, Steve Morse? No, um, boy, he's no. like Steve Morse, so, uh, boy, he, uh, Doug Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. Very good guitarist. Very good guitarist. Just, uh, um, mm-hmm. I mean, he never really. I think he White Snake Dio. He was in a lot of different bands. Yeah. but He never established himself as like the guy on in the band, but he's really, really
1: yeah. good. So, kind of like yeah. uh, you mentioned White Snake. They had guitarist Red Beach.
0: Yeah, he's with Alice Cooper too, he He's time.
1: he's he's played with everybody. So uh, yeah, I'm, he's played some with Winger. Alice and Winger. yeah. He's he is an awesome guitar player. He's a really really good rhythm guitar player. The thing is, is he never... is really really good. Yeah.
0: The thing is, is like you said, um, he probably got his most notoriety in Winger mm-hmm. because of some of that stuff that he came up with there. And they, but I mean, and he did really good in Alice too. But Alice has so many different fluctuating musicians
1: and uh, such a variety of song styles. Yes. And so. you, it, when you play in Alice's backup band, you're You've got to kind of imitate other musicians all the time.
0: Yeah, because that's... Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Alice doesn't stick to any one script. Yeah. Except for a stage show. You yeah. Know, so.
1: And then uh, he played in Whitesnake and... Uh, he was really good in Whitesnake too. Yeah. But then
0: again, you're talking about people like John Sykes and people like that that, uh, that cut the road for him with some of their brilliant guitar playing mm-hmm. I mean, you know uh, I was watching some of this rock special uh, I I forgot on reels I think last night mm-hmm. like breaking the 80 bands or oh, something Oh yeah I love yeah. those Yeah uh, well it's probably on demand right now but take a look at the first episode it started last night Okay and they went into Whitesnake in the exception of Whitesnake uh-huh. and how you know David Coverdale was um, the third or fourth lineup of Deep Purple broke up with him and um, Yeah he always had this dream of having his own band which he started Whitesnake in Europe which it was huge in Europe Yeah. but it never could break in America They tried and tried until they signed a deal with Geffen mm-hmm. and Geffen said you've got to get this sex symbol guitarist Yeah. so the only guy he could reach for that was a really good guitarist that could write really good soulful music mm-hmm. and look great was John Sykes mm-hmm. so um, he went and he got John Sykes and then uh, David Geffen and company took and said, all right, this is a good start and then they worked on the rest of their image so they came up with this sexy band that can play, if you will, because that's yeah. what was big over here. Yeah. Because it went from Shock Rock from like Motley Crew and uh and Wasp.
1: Oh it yeah. It went to
0: Glam Rock.
1: Kiss.
0: Yeah, and KISS, yeah. And they they also went into Kiss. Yeah. how out Kiss was forced to take off their makeup.
1: Because everyone wanted pretty boys. Yes. Yeah.
0: So they couldn't be these crazy-looking, kabuki-looking things. Mm-hmm. They had to be these pretty boys. Yeah. And then that Kiss had another problem. Virtually the only decent-looking guy in that whole fucking band was Paul Stanley. Yeah.
1: The rest of them looked like fried shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no wonder they chose makeup.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of a problem in itself. Is like, uh... Yeah, we could take off the makeup, but uh, you ain't gonna like
1: what you see. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. So anyhow, it was really cool, but they were showing about how they had to get John Sykes and people like John Sykes Uh and uh, oh, and Vivian Campbell and Adrian Vanderberg. These guys wrote. The really, really, the really powerful songs Mm -hmm. that will go down in history and probably never go away. Yeah. The guy that wrote most of the really big hits for White Snake, like the Here I Go Again and the Still the Night and the Slide It In and the Slow and Easy and all that, Uh was John Sykes. Yeah. That was John Sykes that wrote a majority of that with David Coverdale.
1: And wasn't that that first big breakout album in the U.S. that was Ainsley Dunbar on the drums? Yes, it was. But and you can were, tell, I, man, that he's one of my favorites. Me too. <laughs> that, that whole album, that
0: drumming is just insane. Yeah. It's so good.
1: But yeah. then they replaced him, you know, he, with on the tour and in the video. Yeah, which with which uh, Tommy Aldridge.
0: Tommy Aldridge. Who Tommy is Aldridge is an awesome drummer in his own right. Yeah, yeah, but he's not Ansley Dunbar. But, no. You know what? Uh, Tommy Aldridge is excellent, and Tommy Aldridge is a guy that I'd love to talk to, just because of all the bands he was in
1: first saw him in pat travers yes remember that snorting, yeah. snorting love, whiskey and I drinking pat cocaine travers. yeah that guitar boom boom out go the lights uh, yeah yeah
0: he had that rhythm that was just what would you call it catchy playful yeah it's, it's
1: like a fat, real fast rock boogie woogie
0: yeah yeah boogie woogie that's a good um, way to put and it, he yeah.
1: he was like a, a ramped up george thoroughgood
0: yes yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it a ramped up george Thorogood. yeah yeah
1: because It's still this, you know, the 12 bar blues, and it was a power trio because yes. it was just you know bass drums and guitar. And that was it, yeah. But man, they put out a big wall of sound. I saw oh, them at I I some them. summer concert at Arrowhead back in the late 70s. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I forget who, uh, um, I forget who else was they're even a, on the bill, but uh,
0: they're a band you want in front of you,
1: yeah, because
0: they make people like move their
1: feet yeah they'll get the crowd really moving for you definitely yeah. but yeah I remember when we, when we we got to the concert and we were going over the list of the performers and everyone was like Pat Travers who the hell is Pat Travers and I said oh you're going to like Pat Travers you, and, you're <laughs> also gonna, and you're also going to recognize some of his
0: songs that you yeah. never knew
1: and when he came on everyone was rocking out I mean it was, it was was it was awesome
0: yeah, like boom, boom, out, go the lights. Mm-hmm. That is, if you don't move during that song, you don't have a soul. I'm yeah. sorry, that song just...
1: That's what they should use to check to see if you're dead or not. Yeah. If you're dead, you won't move. If, yep. if you're alive, you got to move when that song's playing.
0: And that's a everybody audience participation yep. song, because all you got to do is scream, out, go the lights, and everybody does. Yep.
1: Yep, you know exactly when to do it, too. Yeah. You know. boom, I'll boom. yell boom, boom, you yell out go the lights. Even the dumbest
0: of dumb get that.
1: Yep. I used to have that. Uh, he he did a, a live recording for the single because uh-huh. you know you got to have the audience participation. And I was working at the, my college radio station at the time, and I had it on a 12-inch single, uh-huh. and which is rare because they only distribute those to the radio stations. I, I might still have it in my vinyl collection at home, but it's a 12-inch single of Boom Boom Out Go the Lights.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I uh, recently found my old Wasp Animal Fuck Like a Beast uh, oh, um, yeah. um, single, even though it really wasn't a single, but they made it into a single yeah. because it never did get airplay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: But it's really cool because it... Um, just because it had the really thick grooves in it mm-hmm. and it had the pressed-on images of the codpiece and the blood and all that. Mm. I mean, it was really cool. But yeah, Great marketing. Oh, I know. I used to love those singles. I used to get them not because I wanted to hear them yeah. because I was at, on cassette tapes at the time because yeah. that was the best, and then CD. Yeah. But uh, cassette tapes were the best form of listening at the time for me. Very mobile. Yeah, yeah very mobile. But I wouldn't buy them just because they're so damn cool. And I found my... Oh, proxy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I found Diary of a Madman
1: single. Oh, uh, the yeah. The
0: actual song came out as a single. And I'd forgotten about
1: it. Remember those uh, those records that would be back on the back of cereal boxes? Yes. You'd you uh, eat the cereal like and cut those out. Or, yeah, the Cow Sills yeah, and the Carpenters. Cassidy, some, yeah, the
0: Carpenters, yeah.
1: Yeah, some of those actually played okay. Yeah. You know, my, I... I my, uh, my dad had a real high-quality audio system at the time, uh-huh. being a musician himself. And, and I had come up with that little cardboard record off the back of the cereal box. He's like, uh-uh, you're not putting that on my record player. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking something up.
0: Oh, yes, yes, Sorry. Okay. While we're on the subject of music, this is something that I noticed in California. As mm-hmm. everyone knows, I just got back from a cruise. Yeah. Okay. Um, in California, uh, do you know what American standards is?
1: Yeah, there's kind of a, a song list, a playlist that was just kind of this, the the popular and common songs that yeah. they play. The you know the it's like what you'd see in Vegas in the fifties. You know, yes. Sammy Davis Jr., Sinatra, Julie Andrews, Judy Garland, all mm-hmm. those famous singers from that era.
0: Yeah, yeah, it spanned uh, a, a little while. I mean, it, it was a uh, um, golden era, maybe? If yeah, you know. uh-huh. uh huh. And it, it never really had like a specific genre type of thing. Like, it has to be mm-hmm. like this or that. You just knew it if you heard it.
1: Yeah. Kind of summer big band or show tunes, movie soundtracks. It kind of coincided with the uh, um, affordability of the first wave of fairly good quality home uh, record players. Yes. The hi-fis. Yes. So then all these songs came out, and it was like, wow, don't these all sound great? And they just became kind of the soundtrack for the Cold War era. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, Christopher, uh, he just described it perfectly. Thank you. So, yeah. So, American Standards is that. No, it's not a toilet. That's (laughs) that's American Standard.
1: With no S, yes. Yeah, yeah, with no (laughs) S. American Standards
0: is just what he said. So, I noticed this on the cruise ship and in California, Mm -hmm. but not in Vegas, our layover. Yeah. Everywhere I went, I heard American Standards music. Uh, hmm. We went to this place called the Breakfast Bar. Yeah. Which is a bar that serves breakfast. Pretty interesting idea. You can go so in there you... and get any type of drink and pancakes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, or cool. Whatever. Yeah. It so the great. real they put the real bar in breakfast bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> An actual bar.
0: And they had their own recipes on everything. These were um, Latin influenced, I guess, uh, mm. um, or um, yeah, Latin American influenced.
1: Those those go well better with alcoholic drinks rather yeah, yeah. than just kind it of bland yeah
0: spiced up version of everything yeah. whatever yeah. you wanted and then they had their own um, they had their own thing that they had called like a, an eight way or something like that and it's like you pick eight of whatever and they throw it all in a bowl and cook
1: it for you wow yeah it was a really cool place good hangover food sounds like it. yes yeah or yeah. hangover prevention food <laughs> or both Sometimes you, you eat a good greasy breakfast before you go to bed that really helps to prevent the hangover. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, that used to be Chubby's on Broadway on my Westport mm-hmm. days. Yeah.
1: yeah, for Denny's. That was always Denny, a popular yeah, one. Yeah. IHOP.
0: IHOP was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, anyhow, what I've noticed is even in that even in that breakfast bar, which was right next to the hotel, that's how we discovered it. Yeah. We asked for a good place to eat, and the guy points over there from the hotel. is like right next door. We're like, oh, wow, that looks cool. He said, yeah, he goes, you'll love it. We went there, and it was so popular that it was pouring rain. Mm. And there was a line, probably a 40-minute wait, people waiting in the rain to get in there. It was a really good place. Wow. But it was very interesting, um, because in there they played American Standards, in the hotel lobby they played American Standards, Um, Mm. at several places on the pier I heard American Standards, and on the cruise ship at Long Beach Airport I heard American Standards.
1: Wow, so it's a big thing. Yeah,
0: it's a big thing over there.
1: I I guess maybe that's their version of the uh, generally inoffensive to everyone kind of music
0: could be. The only place you can hear it around here is Anthony's yeah. Uh, Restaurant. Yeah. I hear American Standards in there a lot, but not exclusively. Yeah.
1: Another thing that helps is a lot of those songs are now in the public domain, so you can play them without having to pay has, any uh, royalties to anyone.
0: I wonder if that maybe has something to do with it, because yeah. it was everywhere, everywhere that I just spoke of, including the cruise ship.
1: Remember like 10 15 years ago every Christmas they'd show uh, that James Stewart movie It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. Yeah. It's because nobody owned the rights to it. And they could play it over and over and not have to pay the rights to anybody. That makes sense. And the reason they've stopped doing it is because somebody renewed the rights on that movie, and now they have to pay <laughs> to play it. And so now you see it once or twice once every or Christmas. Once or twice, and
0: that's it? I yeah. thought people got tired of it, and that's why. Okay, that It's because it
1: was free to play. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: once again, the, the
1: TV stations weren't showing us this movie over and over because they knew we wanted to see it. They are doing it because it was free for them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very, uh, yeah, yep, that sounds about in line with... this uh, yes.
1: but they're more than happy to take credit for being nice people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yep, um, did you hear uh, Switching Subjects Radically here? Yes. We're about NPR...
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard some rumblings about NPR. Well,
0: we've been huge critics of them for a long time, and I think this pretty much proves what we've been saying Mm -hmm. since pretty much day one around these parts. Yeah. We're going on a year here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like a month.
1: Yeah, it was April of 22 when we started.
0: Yeah, March April, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're going on a year. Uh, Yay! Yay! Yay us! Yeah, no one's come by and... uh, I don't know, took our stuff and destroyed it and beat us with it. It's, yeah. been,
1: it's been a long time since anyone's thrown any bodily fluids on us.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which we appreciate. Yeah,
0: thank yeah. you. We do appreciate that. Yeah. I was wondering, I mean, you know, it's like it happened so much at first. I thought yeah. maybe we lost our effect of making yeah. people sick. But
1: And wearing those full-body condoms was, yeah, that was literally irritating. irritating. That
0: was really irritating yeah. doing a, yeah, yeah. 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 So, NBR's chief executive announced the network would lay off roughly ten percent of its uh, current workforce, at least a hundred people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I'm like, oh, 10% ten wow. percent so is a hundred. Wow, big employer there.
0: Yeah, a thousand people, huh? Well, I guess and all they that want, money goes to them.
1: Yeah, I guess I was going to say. I guess they don't want to share the money with any much more than a hundred people.
0: Well. Yeah, you know, here's the deal, right here is they get the people that do that those shows. Uh-huh. They don't even get one percent of the ratings. They no. only get like a half percent, but they get contracts like the upper echelon.
1: Yes, they get multi-million dollar contracts. Yeah,
0: which is a travesty.
1: Yeah, if
0: they went by actual ratings, these people wouldn't even be on air. No, because they couldn't make money. would be like
1: a lot of the the NPR hires. It's it's. It's like a buddy system. It's like, hey, I got this sweet job at NPR. We make bank, and we don't have advertisers to answer to. So it doesn't matter. I can matter. get you on if you're, you know, if you're my frat brother, or you know, you used to babysit my niece. So yeah. I'll help you get on, and we'll both milk the system. They
0: literally don't care about quality or entertainment because they yeah. don't have to.
1: No, they, and it shows. NPR programs specifically for the people who will donate money to. It. Those are the you. only people they care to have listen, so they, they program exactly what the donors want to hear.
0: Yeah, our, we were talking about this a couple of podcasts ago, and I was listening to some of it on the ship. And uh, anyhow, uh, here's the deal. You said something like this, and, and it's true. Okay, you and I, driving down the road, mm-hmm. with our window down, mm-hmm. are not going to hear it. No. That stuffed shirt... That is, works in a corporate environment in an office. Uh-huh. He's going to have his windows up and everything controlled.
1: Uh-huh. He will hear it. He's probably got a ball gag in his secretary anyway, so yes. he's going to be able to hear NPR.
0: Yes, <laughs> and it's true. You and I don't have enough patience no, to it, listen. You know, it's like, no, this is garbage.
1: It's it's NPR doesn't program for like a union working guy like I was.
0: Yeah, same. You here. know,
1: I worked an outdoor job. And I had a noisy environment, but NPR is all about—you know—you're sitting in the quietest part of the library and whispering with your best buddy. That's kind of how we were actually
0: going into this on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to NPR. We uh, have a variety of substitute today with uh, with Doctor Phil and Samo. And they
1: beef up the (laughs) bass response so you can barely hear it. Yes. And part of it is. Did you
0: hear the doctor's name? Yeah, no. Phil and Samo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
0: I was going with Doctor Phil, and I was like, "Wait a minute." And Samo. And Pantera for uh, for you people that will, yes. are are not cool.
1: <laughs> so anyhow, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, so their 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 audio quality definitely they don't care you know people like this. Yes. No. Um, they pretty much program to be uh, uh, confirmation for people who are just looking to hear somebody repeat what they already believe. Yes. Like, you don't go to church to There's hear an no opposing... no thought-provoking. No, you don't go to church to hear an opposing point of view.
0: No, the church doesn't go, well... You know what? So, I know we're sitting here bashing the devil, but you know what the devil said?
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's let's look at it from his yeah, side. No, no, let's take uh, a look
0: at what Satan said so about this whole thing. You don't
1: yeah. you don't watch NPR unless you've I mean you don't listen to NPR unless you've already got your mind made up and you want to hear somebody confirm it. Yeah, that's what the people do when they watch Fox. They already know what they believe, oh, yeah. and they want somebody to tell them. You know, sitting there at a table with a suit and tie that they're right. Yeah, yeah. so. Fox and NPR are doing the same thing, just they have different agendas. Mm-hmm. But they're the exact same preacher.
0: Exactly. Yeah, They're delivering the message that people just want to hear all day. Mm-hmm. So.
1: You want to get your beliefs reinforced? Come to us. We'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. Yep. Oh, and by the way, give us your car next pledge drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear, NPR is probably going to start telling people, sign up to donate your organs on death. To Benefit NPR. Give
0: us your liver. You <laughs> know how much that's worth? Give us your fucking liver now.
1: Do it. We need a
0: new do transmitter. If not,
1: you do not believe in education. Yeah. <laughs> You're just killing it with alcohol anyway. Yeah. <laughs> give us the fucking liver. We want <laughs> you, to buy a new tower. You know,
0: you sit around and drink fucking wine all day <laughs> and say
1: that it's good for you? Yeah. We're scotch. Yeah, the first time I heard NPR say, give us your car instead of trading it in, I was shocked. And then when they said, put us in your will to give us money when you die, I thought, wow. Oh, yeah. Cult.
0: Well, listen to this. Listen to what the CEO said speaking of that. Yeah. That is a cult Uh. and that is how they get their money, but listen to what the spin that he put on this. The CEO, John Lansing, uh, cited the erosion of advertising dollars, particularly for NPR podcasts and the tough financial outlook for the media industry more generally. Now, they're getting
1: advertising dollars, too, in a public radio station, and they're getting... A public getting, radio station. And they're getting advertising. That's getting
0: funding from us that sucks ass, and we hate anyhow.
1: Yeah, that's not right. No, it isn't. No.
0: Why yeah. in the hell would a? This is what they're supposed to not be doing.
1: I've, they're probably getting away with it because it's a podcast. Yeah, but Their still, mandate like, yeah, is for the radio right. yeah. part.
0: Yeah, but they're still stealing money
1: there. Yeah, I yeah. Mean,
0: That whatever they get from the podcast and advertising, they need to take away from the whole budget.
1: Yeah. I mean, NPR, the idea behind NPR, National Public Radio, was a non-advertised public information radio source that every American citizen can listen to for free without advertising on it. Mm -hmm. That was all it's supposed to be. But the way it's run now is they want to be highly paid celebrities like the other radio personalities. They want to have their own special shows. They want to be treated like a big deal everywhere they go. They want to do it
0: without the talent.
1: Right. Yeah. And they're imitating the for-profit radio stations who have tons of money to throw around. Mm-hmm. But this is a public radio station that is supposed to give us the basics without.
0: This is not a clear channel without, or an Odyssey or yeah. anything like that.
1: We don't need any Crystal Pavilion ballroom dancing get-togethers, you know, once a year to celebrate how great everyone's parts smell, you know, <laughs> which yeah. NPR does. That is they what spend they spend a shit ton of money to get together and suck each other's dicks. Yeah. Aren't we great? We're yeah, so wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right, James. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I annual? remember, I, oh, just one last thing, no, no, I remember my, my union spending my uh, my union dues on a big fancy uh, get-together in Vegas to party and, oh yeah, maybe talk about the contract a little bit. Pissed me off. Oh, I went to the I'm same I'm working hard union. for this money. Yeah. I'm paying my union dues and you guys are going to go party in Vegas and screw your brains out. Mm-hmm. And... Since they're gone in Vegas, I'm going to be working overtime because they're not here to do their job. Yes. Pissed me right off. (laughs) Yep. And it pisses me off when NPR does it, but I don't have to give money to NPR.
0: No, I know, but we had to give money to the union, so...
1: Actually, our government, which is us, is giving money to NPR. Yeah. And that is enough to fulfill their mission statement, which is provide advertising-free radio. So all the pledge drives and all the other revenue streams, that's because they want to be fancy, high-class radio celebrities like their pals are. Yeah. They're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be like the person working in the little local market or a little local community garden. Yeah. You yeah. don't expect to get a limo doing that.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be like... And now... Um, Gardening tips with Al.
1: Yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Al, and I'm a Metropolitan Resource Center for Uh, gardening, and uh, and um, I don't know. um, And
1: like when I was walking my my mail route. Yeah. I didn't expect to have Gucci shoes and have an entourage following me and three reporters asking me Although how my day went. That would have been cool. Yeah. I didn't expect to have a limo taking me to and from my route. Which would have been cool, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm being paid by the government to do a service and do a job.
0: You could get out of your LLV and there's a guy there with a sign.
1: Yeah. A little, for... a little plate of crab puffs or something. Yeah. 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 See, that's how NPR wants to live. They're there to perform a basic service, and they're being paid a basic amount to do it, but they want to live the celebrity lifestyle. Yeah. Fuck them. I'm not giving them a penny. <laughs> set, set, yeah, same
0: here. I, yeah, I agree. Um, on an annual budget of roughly $300 million, Lansing says, revenues are likely to fall short by close to $30 million, although that gap could reach 32000000 million. We're not seeing signs of recovery in the advertising market, Lansing said in interviews, which I'm saying... I'm calling bullshit on Mm-hmm. No, the advertising market has recovered quite well. Oh yeah. The top shows aren't having any problem selling Neither. advertising.
1: There's nobody wants to advertise on NPR anymore.
0: No, that's it right yeah. there. Uh, people don't like them. People mm. uh, people don't like their uh, narrow-minded point of view.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't like them outright stealing money, in my opinion. Uh, I, I view it as stealing money from it is. us.
1: Yeah. And they are beholden to all the I mean, even though the radio part says they don't have advertisers, they do. Because you'll have, you know, some Supreme Court discussion show coming up brought to you by American Century Insurance. And then they'll give you about a thirty second commercial for American Century yeah. Insurance.
0: It used to be like And that.
1: then tell you, Oh, we don't have ads. Fuck like, that was just an ad right there.
0: Yeah, the Kansas City Star used to do some of them, and they did PBS too. Mm-hmm. And PBS would just be like, this whole segment of Sesame Street was funded by the Kansas City Star, and then that's it.
1: And that's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the same way with NPR, mm-hmm. this whole um, this whole um, interview of Point Counterpoint was funded by the Kansas City Star. Now we'll go to Kansas City Star, your local newspaper for news, weather, and sports.
1: And they'll give you subscription info. They'll give yeah, you yeah. the phone number. Call they'll two, tell three, you the web four, address. 7, yeah.
0: for, for your subscription, yeah. start one today. <laughs> yeah, it's commercial.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no room in my life for public radio anymore. And you know, a lot of people I think prefer the pre-recorded segments like podcasts or, or something you can download or stream mm-hmm. because a live radio broadcast if you're not there in the moment then you're going to miss the rest of it and if you can download it later then you've got to find the spot where you left off, it's it's just a lot more convenient rather than turn on the radio and hope you catch the right part of a exactly. live broadcast is just, just download something no this is Play the future, what you're your hearing time. right now yeah.
0: Like one of the bits that I did quite a while ago, and I got to go find is Yesterday's Technology Today podcast. Yep. It's true. They went back in time and they found something that fits today's time. Mm-hmm. And I knew when podcasts came out that it was going to be bigger than regular radio eventually. And that's because we are an on demand society. Mm-hmm. When you're in the car and you're flipping around and you go, oh man, I don't like this guy's show. No, I don't like the music played right now. Mm-hmm. I don't like this and that. When you could just go, oh, I got, um, I got, 3,000 podcasts I can listen to yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to go to specifically what you want to listen to Maybe you want to hear a sports one about the NFL you're going to go hit up an NFL podcast Maybe you want to hear politics You're going to go hit up a political one no.
1: In uh, in my car and my wife's car uh, Well she listens to the radio But she listens to uh, K-Love Which is a Christian broadcasting For uh, contemporary Christian music And they don't have advertising so she doesn't listen to radio ads. Uh, I almost never listen to the radio in my car. I've got, I need stream it from my phone. I've got a USB uh, memory stick plugged in. Uh, if my wife's in the car, sometimes we'll listen to the radio because a lot of the music I listen to, she doesn't necessarily like all that much. <laughs> you know, it can be a little I know stressful. The feeling.
0: <laughs> Are you saying Cindy doesn't like Monster Magnet?
1: Yeah, not too fond of typo negative or the pallbearers. Or uh, she does like Alice Cooper. Yeah, uh, she good. likes uh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots as long as it's not uh, uh, sex type thing. No. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, what's what's that other one? Dead and bloated. That's dead and the bloated, song. Yeah, that yeah. song's cheaper. She cannot like stand it. that song. She, I don't like it. She'll listen to any other Stone Temple pilots, but not Dead and Bloated. I think a former boyfriend used to blast that and scream oh, along with it. Oh, <laughs> oh. So but it so so the radio, uh, sometimes I'll listen to the radio, but as soon as a commercial break comes on, I shut it off and switch to some pre-recorded. No, Because I won't yeah. listen to the commercials. No. And I, I can't last through a uh, commercial break. It's just no, it that's repels me. I, am, I cannot
0: stand it. I'm yeah. just like up. Oh, I'm gonna turn. It's it to not some short
1: numbers. attention span. It's that the commercials literally offend and repel me, and yeah. that's natural because they're not advertising to me. I'm not their their demographic. And
0: here's here's what's funny. Look at our demographic, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You imagine the younger people probably don't even realize that radio, regular radio, was such a big part of society. They probably are just kind of like, a, oh, there's that too.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, being a teenager and in your high school, you always wanted to get your first car, but if you didn't have a kick-ass radio in it,
0: yeah, you were a pussy. Yeah,
1: yeah. you got laughed at. Yeah, you were. Like, it was. You might as well not even have really a car if you didn't have tunes Jensen in, it. in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Triax Jensen speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you had a spark matic you were fucked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm referring to Radio <laughs> Shack, and a lot of you probably don't even know what Radio Shack was. What was their other brand? When...
1: Realistic? Realistic. Yeah. spark matic and Realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Tandy. That was another one. Tandy
0: is a Tandy company. and Tandy Yeah, Tandy, was, Tandy more... was
1: the parent company. Yeah, their computers but the computers were Tandy. The
0: computers were Tandy. That's yeah. right. The old, uh, yeah.
1: The TRS-80. Oh, gosh. TRS for Tandy Radio Shack, and 80, because I think that's about how long in years it would take for the damn thing to boot up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where you had true DOS. Yeah, And people don't know what DOS is, because you'll never see DOS again. No. DOS was the actual computer that you put
1: commands into. The disk operating system.
0: Yes. And you had to know exactly how to put these uh, commands in, otherwise it would do nothing.
1: Yeah, I remember that. The, you could turn the computer on, and it... it it couldn't do anything. It wouldn't do anything. You had to have a, a kick-starting disk in the disk drive yeah. to tell it how to be a computer. Uh huh. And then it was like, oh, I get it.
0: Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> and that would kick
1: it enough to where it would look at the hard drive and figure out all the rest of how to be a computer. Yeah. And it did that every stinking time you turned it on. Oh, it
0: was so annoying. Yeah,
1: and you had to turn it off when you were done because the thing would overheat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember those those boot disks. You always yeah. had to have that one special disk that had to be in there when you turned the computer on, or it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Sometimes you had different boot disks for different applications. It's like if I want to just have it a computer, I boot this disk. If I want to use it to get online, I have to boot this disk. And yeah. Wow. It's like, I feel like Fred Flintstone sometimes, the early days of computers and the internet. Oh, especially
0: and, when we describe them like this. Yeah. And you start realizing how fucked they really were. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Like,
1: we were all early adopters back then. It was the, most of this stuff didn't work half the way it was supposed to. Oh, no. But it was so freaking cool. It's like, we ain't missing out. <laughs> no, no, you're right. <laughs> you're like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So. What do you need a computer for?
0: I have no idea. Yeah, no, I didn't know when I got one. My work at the time um, said they do an interest free loan on a computer and mm-hmm. they wouldn't take out, they'd take like maybe 20 bucks a check out and that was it. It wasn't, you didn't have to have it paid back soon and there's no interest. And they're like, yeah, you know, we just want to get people used to the idea of using computers.
1: Yeah.
0: So I got one, not really knowing what it was about or what mm-hmm. I was getting into. Yeah. But it was a great investment because that's when I started noticing stuff like, Internet radio and mm, and, uh, yeah. and stuff that you could never really find out about unless you had a platform it, that, like that. That
1: was a big thing for me is, is getting online not to download illegal copies of songs, but to get online and tap into the radio stations of other cities. Yeah,
0: I used to love that too. Yeah,
1: because for a while we had like one radio station here that I even cared to listen to, maybe two. But yeah, I'd tap that, into like say Buffalo, New York, and they'd have like five awesome radio stations. Yeah. Or uh, Philly or some like or Detroit had like yes. five
0: kick ass radio stations. There are and, a lot
1: of a lot of cities in Texas, especially the yes. college towns. They had some the really kick ass radio ones. stations. Oh man.
0: A yeah. M had like a really one that was just off the fucking chain, mm. man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I used to go work at out of town places uh-huh. and then I'd come back and I'd find their station online and listen to them mm. because I'd be listening to them while I'm there and I'm like, man, this is fucking kick ass.
1: You know, I, I moved to KC when I was five, I think. And I wasn't really much of a radio listener beyond like AM radio, which is pretty sucky audio quality anyway. Um, and then I grew up listening to Kansas City radio stations and when my brother John went away to he went to Madison, Wisconsin first to mm-hmm. college, to the university of there and when he came back that first Christmas he said you wouldn't believe how much better the radio stations sound once you get out of Kansas City mm-hmm. Kansas City radio stations have low fidelity sound, they just suck and yeah. he said, you, he said I, went, I went up there to Wisconsin and he said it sounds way better they put the money into hey, good transmitters, and the music sounds awesome. And That's so interesting. Yeah, it, it, it stunned me to think that we were getting shit-quality radio just so they could save some money. Mm-hmm. But I guess KC being a smaller market. But I've noticed that other cities, you go to other cities, and their radio but stations sound so much better. Michigan
0: had better machine. ones than us. Much college towns. Yeah. yeah, college towns. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin had the University of Wisconsin Madison. Uh, yeah. East Lansing had uh, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think both schools had a radio and TV communications department. So the college radio stations put money into their broadcast equipment. And then yeah. the local radio stations had to keep up. So it was kind of like an arms race. We all want to sound better than the other guy.
0: Yeah, yeah that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And not only did it sound better, but the playlists.
1: Oh, yeah. I could
0: not believe how free the playlists were anywhere but here.
1: I think if Kansas City had had one or more universities with a large international draw for students, we would have gotten better music. I think you're right. But as it is, I think the radio stations just got lazy and said, let's just program to Midwestern white guys, and here's what we think they like and let's just hammer them with this over and over. But I think more variety would in uh, a local population would have given us more variety in music. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Missed uh, opportunities. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, uh, we got this new segment, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, Dear Abby. Remember Dear Abby? Yeah, yeah.
1: and their sister, Ann Landers.
0: Yes, and Ann Landers, wasn't she more like... Uh, Miss Manners or no no Miss Manners that was, was Emily deleted. Post yeah that's right yeah. Ann Landers and Dear Abby were the two that were just like uh, it was usually relationship, relationship and voice
1: but yeah. one of them got a little racier than the other
0: and I think it was Dear Abby yeah yeah then Ann Landers is more prim and proper mm-hmm. even her picture in the papers yeah really snooty yeah so we got a new segment that uh, we are going to go to right after this it's called Dear Douchebags
1: I love it and it's <laughs> where people write in with questions and we have horrible answers. Oh, we have... Yeah, don't, don't take our answers. <laughs> I, I would not take our advice right <laughs> no. off the bat. And then uh, after that... Uh, w- Dear Abby, not quite. You have, have questions, questions, we have,
0: have answers. answers. They're not very, very good, good answers, answers, but we, we have, have them.
1: them. Alright. Two douchebags bags. And a microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Topher.
0: All right, as uh, Fore promised, our Dear Douchebag segment. (laughs) Our first one is uh, really interesting. Dear Douchebags, a few years ago, I had to have gallbladder surgery to remove an inflamed gallbladder. Mm -hmm. The surgery went well, but as time went on, I could notice a difference in my digestive tract. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately... It has rendered myself with horrible gas that is uncontrollable. Oh my God. Yeah. So this poor guy's just like shitting all over everything, it sounds like. Mm. I seem to release the gas more often under surprise circumstances.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, it, like, let's say uh, his priest walks up on him. Yeah. Oh, so, how are you doing today, uh, Jimmy?
1: A loud noise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think I'll leave you alone, Jimmy. Sorry. So, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I seem to release. Uh, the gas more often under surprise circumstances, I recently received a promotion. It was to an upper floor with a new office manager. Mm-hmm. Although the new net manager seems pleasant, he likes to sneak up on me to see what I'm working on. Uh oh. Um, and with this, he surprises me and I expel horrible gas. Oh gosh. I really don't know what to do. It's very embarrassing. Oh, Although yeah. he has never mentioned it, it is the elephant in the room. The horrible gas obviously comes from me. Thank you. Gassy and Tallahassee.
1: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Gassy and Tallahassee. Yeah,
0: so I didn't even know there's office buildings in Tallahassee, but I guess yeah. there is. Yeah. So clever name. We like that. Yeah. Yeah, so anyhow, wow. sir, what to do? Sir or ma'am, mm-hmm. I have an easy solution for you. Excellent. You need a small skillet and salmon patties.
1: hmm. Okay.
0: Every day you fry up a couple of those pukes on a stick and he or anyone else will never notice any other odor except that horrible fried salmon smell.
1: Oh, yeah, excellent, excellent.
0: And if anyone complains, it's a special diet due to your gallbladder removal. (laughs) There you go, yes. So, yeah, so...
1: Another one that works really well is burning popcorn in the microwave. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Yeah, that's all you'll smell for a week.
0: And you can blame that on a diet diet, say, Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm... I'm, uh, I was told by a doctor to eat mm-hmm. more fiber and less uh, fat.
1: Boil some shrimp in the microwave. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. I think that's a
0: great idea. Yeah, yeah, we
1: got yeah. you you opened up a good area there of all sorts of really rank food smells. No one's going to notice that, yeah.
0: Well, my idea is is take an old <laughs> shoe that had been out in the rain and in someone's yeah. foot, sweaty mm-hmm. foot, for a long time.
1: A Norwegian fisherman's boot in October.
0: Yes. <laughs> and you put that in a closet that's in the middle
1: mm, yes. so
0: people aren't going to find it for quite a while right
1: right it's like what's that mild, mildewy moldering smell it's just mm.
0: yeah so when someone finds it you can yeah. blame everything on that poop.
1: it's like the front street smell here in kc yeah you yeah. drive by front street and you're like oh yeah i know exactly that's when where you i went out yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's the
0: bear factory it's the bear chemical yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even though it smelled like fucking tuna fish and uh, cabbage. Oh god. No, that place does smell like I don't know a sewer. Mm. Oh.
1: There was a, a route that I did uh, in KCK, and uh, most of the route was up on this river bluff. It was it was by the Kansas River, and then you would have to come down a really steep hill. And start doing some streets down closer to the river, mm-hmm. um, Metropolitan Ruby Silver streets like that. That whole area, the whole hillside, is just leaks, sewage. Apparently, you know, oh. you can see all sorts of places along the hillside where it looks like a spring, but it's septic tanks from the people up on the bluff or leaky sewage pipes or something but for blocks and blocks the whole neighborhood just smells like an outhouse mm. it, which is horrible and unhealthy and i look around at those people living there and their kids and i think oh my god what kind of long-term damage is being done breathing this this sewer gas the
0: problem is, is they probably don't even life. they probably haven't even put it all together yet they, they will later sure. and be like look at this long-term you know yeah cancer rates up 70% in this mm-hmm. one area.
1: That a lot of the people in that area were Hispanic and seemed that a lot of them were undocumented.
0: That's it. They can't so, complain.
1: Yeah. So there's, yeah, people find a, a group that can't go to the police and exploit them. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: that happens all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But man, they those people probably don't even smell it anymore. No, oh. they
0: probably don't. It's probably just uh, every day it's... To, it's probably almost soothing when they get back home it's mm. kind of like oh i'm home
1: i just use an expression that i don't like when other people use i said those people oh when someone says those people or you people it's usually a bad thing
0: yeah it usually is yeah You're right. so
1: i apologize when those people on oh, let me say the people who live in that neighborhood
0: there we go probably right. don't even
1: notice anymore okay so i'm trying to watch my language well, oh, I
0: do it a lot too yeah. and I th- and I try not to do it even though yeah. it's not meant like that it sounds like it's meant.
1: Right, like right. That. Especially with some of the things I've been learning and reading during this uh, Black History Month, it's like it you know, there's so much that just trips out of my mouth and I don't even think about it, but when I do it's like, "Oh wow, this this is not how I intended it, but it could be taken this way or probably already, always is taken this way and I'm clueless about it." So yeah. I, it, it's good to watch what I say. I'm try also try not to speak in absolutes like you always do this or I'm never this or yeah. It's no
0: nothing's absolute. Yeah. like that I agree.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, and
0: um, which you're gonna go Lovely. into a couple of stories that you have here yeah. uh, in a little bit, but we have a little bit of uh, more of Hey Douches and some emails. Excellent. Get through first. The next Hey Douche, uh Hey Douches, Willie here. I just wanted to let you know that every time I play your horrible show, it leaves a sticky film all over my Bluetooth. Any ideas oh, yeah. on what this could be and the best way to scrub it off?
1: Um, it's probably a type of bodily fluid. Um, but if you tested it, I don't know if you'd get any recognizable DNA. It's just kind of the accumulated filth and ooze and spooge that comes out of everybody. Huh. And when our voices are, uh, are, uh, Expelled? Yeah. When you can hear our voices, it just kind of attracts all that filth and slime and goo.
0: That would make sense, too. Yeah. 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 Well, here's what I went with. and I I mean, what you go with (laughs) makes perfectly good sense, (laughs) too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, first off, I would go with straight bleach to clean it off. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: Don't mess around and let it build up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the longer it sits there it's just gonna harden and it'll just like get like taffy. After
0: every episode straight bleach, scrub the piss out of that. Get all that off of there and make sure it doesn't build up.
1: And maybe exposed to direct sunlight, that'll help.
0: Yeah, that will probably help too, I imagine. And as for what it is, probably your speaker is excreting a protective glaze to try to keep our show <gasps> from destroying You're the right. electronics
1: in your speaker. That's right. It's a self-protecting coating.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like a skunk releases a foul spray to keep predators away.
1: You're right, right.
0: Yeah, I think that it, it's your uh, electronics protecting itself. Yeah. And it hears our voices <laughs> like, oh, shit. I yeah. better do something to protect myself. And it excretes this, uh the sticky substance yeah. to keep our voices from destroying it.
1: Nervous and stressed chickens do generally lay sh- eggs with thicker shells. That's right. Because if it's a stressful environment, chick needs extra protection.
0: Yeah, so if you want so thick yeah, shells that sense. don't break that easy, go out and scream at your chickens every day.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for playing our show. Yeah, play our show. Oh, that would kill them. Never yeah. mind.
0: So yeah, thanks for the email, uh, Willie.
1: <laughs> Was that Willie and Philly?
0: Willie and Philly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Uh, the next one hey deucebags hi I just (laughs) hi I I just listened to all your shows in three days oh my god you lived through it
1: that oh we don't recommend are you okay
0: that's that's definitely an overdose yeah
1: it is oh gosh
0: why does Mark butcher the English language so bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) I find myself
0: trying to spit out words for him I love your show but man he needs to practice reading and talking Leonard in Montreal. Yeah. Well, here's Mark's response, because he happened to be right there when this email spit through. (laughs) Lenny, you get exactly what you pay for. (laughs) Zero, zero, zero equals zero, zero, zero quality show. Next.
1: Although we will say, if you get much worse, then you probably will demote you down to calling the NFL games on Fox. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but you're still way better than Romo.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody
1: yeah. can slaughter a sentence the way Romo does, <laughs> guy.
0: You know, at least I can say this about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They did not have enough confidence to get real stupid. Yeah. You know, they were walking on eggshells. They didn't want to be that one example, mm-hmm. be like where they say something really incredibly stupid, yeah. and everybody points it out on Twitter for the next five
1: days. Yeah, it's, it took them long enough, but they're finally starting to get it that what they blurred out at the moment is is more yeah exactly yeah there was a on the subject of football there was a study that was released a little bit ago and didn't get a lot of attention because we were distracted by other things Um, I forget the university I had it written down Uh, a university study on uh, former football players Uh and uh, it was uh, pro football players And they took a broad sample of people who uh, didn't necessarily play long in the pros, but played in college and high school as well. And they had, I think, about 400 guys that they tested. Mm -hmm. 91% of them showed brain damage. Wow. Due to repetitive... Impact.
0: Impact. I could see that.
1: 91%. And this was just random football players. Wow. Yeah, yeah
0: this has no um, no um, structure to it at all. Just random here, here, here. So uh-huh. that tells you about what the average is.
1: Yeah, it wasn't linemen or somebody who played 15 years in the league. No, this, these are just everybody. Yeah. It's pretty much if you play football, you're going to come out with some brain damage. How much kind of depends, but you will get some. I
0: completely believe that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. And it's preventable, you know. It's, the the game is is designed to be violent like this because that's how people like to watch it. But we could play all NFL games like the Pro Bowl and have the flag football. And nobody would get their brains scrambled.
0: And I bet the ratings would plummet.
1: Uh Uh-huh. But... NFL deserves a lot of blame, but so do we because we wouldn't accept any less of a product than this violent collision. That's what we want to see. I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yep.
0: And I and actually I get it. I got to give the NFL a little bit of credit too. Mm-hmm. They have been throwing the flag for yeah. unnecessary roughness overly. Yeah. And the reason the reason they're doing it overly is let's be honest here to correct it. Yeah. This will not go on forever. What it's going to do is it's going to set a tempo of be very careful. Yes. And if not, you may get that flag, it ruins your game. Mm -hmm. Such as Cincinnati. Yep. The guy deserved the flag because it was a hit out of bounds. And it was well out of bounds. It wasn't inadvertently. The guy kept going when he could have stopped. He wasn't mid-air trying to stop. No. He jumped in mid-air after Mahomes is out of bounds. So he deserved that 100%. And it could have hurt him like it. It could have hurt Mahomes like it hurt him. It destroyed mm-hmm. his knee.
1: And seem people seem to be ready to jump and forgive because he made a bad decision in a split second, heat of the moment kind of thing. But so do people who shake their baby. <laughs> and should yeah. we just forgive them?
0: That's a that's actually a great point. Uh huh. It's like well, he made a bad decision trying to get the baby to be quiet, and uh-huh. it ended up killing it. He didn't mean to. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's
1: not the same thing. Okay, no, then what about the person kinda... who smacks their 12-year-old daughter in the mouth and breaks a tooth?
0: Yeah.
1: Heat of the moment, bad decision. Are we all going to say, oh, it's Just okay. forget it, it's
0: okay. He Shout didn't mean to... Don't call the police, just be okay. No, it's no, bullshit. You're right,
1: yeah. And it's it's amazing the sins that people are willing to f- f- explain well, away to be a select, uh, because it's their team
0: there seems to be a select dividing line mm. between what people are willing to forgive and what they're not willing to forgive. And you know what, we got to look this up and come up with the like forgive not forgive. Yeah. Uh, like a like a list straight down the middle and then explain why people won't and some people True, won't.
1: true. And it, and I think I guarantee you that the vast majority of the people who were feeling sympathy for this Bengals player if that Bengals player had trashed their own kid or them themselves, they wouldn't be feeling so generous. But because no, it I happened agree. to somebody they don't know, they don't care. Exactly. But if it happened to their precious granddaughter, then they'd fucking care. Exactly. But guess what? That person he trashed is somebody else's kid. Exactly. uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah. You don't no. get to
1: be outraged no. only when it affects you. That's
0: actually, without going into it, going into it. Yeah, that's mm. true. And that's a great way of putting it. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute now, hang on, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, because the people complaining have something to gain by minimizing what this player did. Yes. If they didn't have anything to gain and were still defending him, then I might listen. But they have something huge to gain, which is vindication that their team really didn't lose.
0: Exactly. And That's I'm getting what they're of, going of that bullshit, for. too. Just like yeah. all the excuses <laughs> and the supposed penalty calls. So Yeah. Alright. Next one. Dear Douchebags. Why is it that every time I get a Facebook post with your website, it won't go to your site? It just keeps telling me the site is unavailable. Jimmy in Jonesboro. Mm. Jimmy. We can help. Fakebook is a full-on hater. Yes. The bullshit site Mm. won't let anyone have fun anymore. I believe this is a direct result of Zuckerberg having a case of the I'm so importance.
1: Yeah. (laughs) My
0: suggestion is to go to your browser and bypass the haterade. Fuck Zuck in his horse yes there you go fuck them. just don't even bother with them anymore you know we're here everybody listening to this knows we're here 2 douchebags yep. and microphone plus every major platform yep. so there you go fuck facebook you don't need to even look we're here don't even depend on them for looking at anything about us at all
1: absolutely
0: yeah fuck him zuckerberg's a fucking <clears throat> bitch he's a little fucking girl
1: I got to write down one more thing before I forget it.
0: Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Zuckerberg is a full-on hater. He's a little bitch. And uh, anyhow, don't 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 even look don't even look to Facebook yeah. for anything.
1: Occasionally, you'll find something cool on Facebook Marketplace, but yeah. that's yeah. about as. It, oh, thanks for it.
0: the guitar you sent me the other. Oh, day. Oh yeah, those that are all on Marketplace. On, those are all on Reverb. On Reverb, yeah. Yeah. I am going to pull the trigger <laughs> when I have some time and. and can go get the cash out real quick and all that, because those are some really good instruments for not yeah. a lot of money.
1: And, you know, I just kept finding more and more and more of them. You know, wow. there's just, there are a lot of, of nice Schechter guitars under $300.
0: That is so weird. Yeah. It's Schechter, uh, we were talking about it the other night, Ibanez. Uh, uh,
1: Tajima is another one Tajima. that doesn't court, don't hold resale value. Yeah. They're excellent and guitars. they're great
0: guitars, and they and they stand up, they're sturdy. and Yeah quality made but for some reason
1: yeah.
0: you, you take them off the lot and that's it man they're fucking mm-hmm. there
1: yeah
0: they will yeah so and then um, this last one dear D-Bags
1: <laughs> this guy's so cool he didn't even call us douchebags you <laughs> are saving time I guess I don't know and didn't <laughs> even have a name so oh. anyhow
0: I live just on the inside of the southeast corner of Kansas City my property is surrounded by woods the back property line and fence are butted up to a heavily wooded area with a creek close by. Okay. I have recently noticed a homeless camp in the said woods back by from my fence. Yeah. I constantly have trash and old pieces of clothing blow into my yard. I also have had several thefts. I tried to get them to move, but to no avail. I even paid them off, but they never left. Uh, yeah. I decided to get a large Bluetooth system for my backyard. Three minutes of your show and my problem was solved. (laughs) They left everything to escape the horrible sounds. Thank you, (laughs) D-Bag. You're welcome.
1: Wow, I wonder if we can get some sort of tax write-off for that. That's
0: what I'm wondering. Three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes of our horrible show and they were gone.
1: We could at least look into hiring out our services. I think know? so too. It could be extermination services. Got a big refugee problem. You or... want cockroaches
0: to run off, but you don't want the mm-hmm. uh, you don't want the chemicals. Bed bug problems. Yeah, you don't want the chemicals. Yeah, and plus the all annoying of taking everything out of your house for yeah. however many
1: days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably cures herpes too, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, it could be. We, yeah. We're gonna have to look in it. You'll look at our crack staff like have a,
0: Yeah, I have a spray bottle with us. Mm-hmm. It just goes right on the sore. Yeah.
1: From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole board game and guess whose discharge kit comes. Two douche bags and a microphone action figures. Each action figure comes with three free mullets, a bag of flaming hot Cheetos and a box of antibiotics. Collect both and watch your neighbors move. Act now and get a free at home taint piercing kit. That's right, free taint piercing kit. New from Jizzbro.
0: Hey, where'd they go? Where are the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh. I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.